Welcome to Strategic Staffing 24-7 podcast. Our podcast is designed to give clinicians and nursing leaders the tips and tricks they need to get all the benefits agency staffing can offer. I'm Tricia Stackhouse, your host and Vice President of Operations at Integrated Healthcare Staffing, the sponsor of Strategic Staffing 24-7. Today's episode is for clinicians, professionals who work hard and provide exceptional care and sometimes get snarled up by all the credentials they need to keep track of and keep current. Without them, you can't be a pro at work, so we'll help you be a pro at credentials too. With the help of my guest, Debbie Simmet, credentialing manager here at Integrated, a true credential expert with over 15 years of experience at Integrated Healthcare, super excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Debbie. Thanks, Tricia, and good morning to everybody. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an experienced clinician who's never sorted out this credentialing issue, and maybe it's come back to bite you a few times. Or maybe you're a new clinician who doesn't yet know how this is going to work. For both of, of these kinds of listeners and everyone in between, we've got some strategies, some solutions, and some solid suggestions to share. Debbie, let's just start by listing off some of the things that a clinician needs to have in order to be current to practice in most of the facilities that we work with. Let's just go back and forth until we name them all. I know first and foremost, PB test results and a BLS card. Uh, agency-specific requirements for in-person documentation of healthcare professional level, licensures, your RN, LPN, CNA license, CEUs if required for your licensure. Yeah, of course, we have our agency-specific core competency and skills checklists that have to be completed. I know in some states, um, finger pr- fingerprint cards have to be done on a regular basis, or maybe dementia training that has to be renewed. Of course, we're all dealing with vaccines. COVID, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of facilities will take um, COVID um, exemptions um, and some will not. So depending on where you're at in that situation, whether you're getting the COVID vaccines and boosters, you know, just keep us updated and we'll try to get you to the facilities. Those are that you're wanting to work with, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we try and keep track of that. I mean, and then there's some that are just... Um, for specific facilities, um, some of you might have to show proof of a flu shot or a declination, and those come up, you know, they're not annual, but they're seasonal. I, I think we got most of them. I know there's quite a few. Can you maybe explain why this is something that our clinicians struggle with? I think a lot of them have a very busy life, and um, I think they just kind of put their credentialing on hold. Um, while they're dealing with other issues. But just like anything else, your car registration needs to be renewed every year, your driver's license every five. But there are easily five times more clinician credentials to keep track of than your driver's license and registration. And all these all renew on different schedules. But exactly like your driver's license, car registration, you can't work without them. Yep, and I mean, if it was just as simple as going to a website on the day that we called and said, hey, this credential is out of date, um, maybe that wouldn't be such an issue or prevent someone from working. But honestly, that's just not how it works. I mean, some of these things we have to have appointments for, and these appointments have to be made in advance, and some of them require weeks in order to get the results back. So it's not an immediate fix, and I think that's what really kind of upsets the apple cart for some of our credentials is they think, oh, I've got time, I've got time, and then all of a sudden it it sneaks up on them. Well, like a lot of 
clinicians sometimes think, well, I can just go and get it done real quickly. Um, but like things need appointments. And if you're an a, a nurse working in a hospital, your ACLS and your PALS, those classes are very rare and takes a lot of time to get into them. Mm-hmm. And even some of the ones that we require on a regular basis, like a, a BLS card, we, we require in person. So you've got to find a class, you've got to find a date and time that works with your work schedule and your life schedule, or maybe it's a TB test where, of course, it, you know, it has to be placed, and then you have to have time to go back and get it read. Correct. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of things, and I mean, and, and sometimes, you know, people become unprepared. Can you think of any recent stories protecting the names of the innocent? Well, we've, we've had um, facilities call and they have state or federal agencies in um, evaluating their facility. Uh, a lot of times we have to send those documents over. Um, so it's really important that we keep those all updated. Um, we've ran into a snafu where we didn't have a document. Um, the clinician had it, just hadn't sent it in to us. So, you know, it's, it's hard for the facilities, it's hard for us to make sure that we get everything to, you know, updated in your um, portal. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I think, I think we've all got a lot going on and there is a lot to keep up with and managing your credentials and staying current is essential. We never want to have to pull someone from shifts that they're scheduled in because a credential has expired. And you kind of have to have an effective way to do this. So, I mean, for example, during college, my daughter worked as a CNA. And to help her out, I made sure that she created a binder and kept copies of all of the required credentials because I've been on this side where we're trying to keep track. And I told her, I said, look, if you have all of this stuff at your fingertips and you go in and apply for a job, you're going to get hired on the spot because you're so organized. Um, and so she would take that with her. And that was a few years ago. So we've got technology now that, that allows us to, to kind of keep things on top of things. Debbie, can you talk a little bit about how integrated notifies people of upcoming expiring credentials and where else they might be able to look if they work for us? Um, yeah, a couple of places that they can um, look at is in their workforce portal um, that lists all documents that are expiring. It should come up red. It'll also let them know that they are expired. Um, and our system usually sends out an email about 30 days prior to your expiration date of your credentialing. Um, so it does go to your email. So I would advise that you watch your emails for any upcoming emails um, coming from Integrated. Um, we also go through weekly um, and try to text as many people as we can that have expiring documents coming up. And we also send out emails. So there's about three different ways that you guys get information regarding your credentialing. So with all of these reminders and notifications, why do we still have people that come up to the very last minute and haven't gotten these credentials done? Well, probably because they're procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and it, and it doesn't take but a few minutes. I mean, get your TB test scheduled. I know every, all the Board of Nursings are doing their um, renewals online. So it really doesn't take you very long to get things rolling. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like instead of hitting the snooze button like I do every morning on my alarm, if I'm a if I'm a clinician and I get one of these reminders, I probably need to go ahead and set an alarm that I don't snooze on my phone, in my calendar, or maybe just go ahead and make the appointment for these things that require appointments as soon as I get that reminder. Sound about right? Yep, that sounds, you know, just great advice to, you know, give to people and let them know, you know, you use different avenues, whatever it works for you. Um, I know my daughter runs a daycare. She carries her planner everywhere with her because she has everything in that planner as far as what kids are going to be here and there and everywhere. So it's a good idea to, you know, set yourself up a planner or set yourself up reminders. Yeah. I know that, you know, in the day of technology, we've got a lot of these things. And, and you and I were chatting earlier that there are even some apps out on like the Apple Store or the Google Play Store that are designed specifically for clinicians as kind of like a, a record keeper. Um, and, you know, so you can explore those types of things as as well. Um, you know, but whatever you're using, whether it's a paper binder, a planner, your electronic calendar, one of these applications, um, I think the message here is keep on top of it. Yeah. You just really need to stay on top of your credentials. You're a healthcare professional. That's part of your job. You know, with all the reminders, with all the technology out there, you know, people shouldn't be getting behind on their credentialing. Yeah. We want to make sure that we are here for, for each of you so that you can go to work and focus on the things that got you into healthcare, which is delivering patient care, not having to track some of these other things. But we also don't want these things to prevent you from doing what you love. So um, hopefully, with Debbie's help, um, we've given you some ideas, some ways that you might be able to stay on top of your credentials, keep them organized, stay ahead of the deadlines, um, and, and be able to continue the work that you love. Yep, and the patients will appreciate you immensely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Those are our tips for managing your credentials like a pro. Thanks to all of our wonderful clinicians out there. We really appreciate you and hope that you'll join us next time for our next topic.